How's everybody doing? This is Illy Vish, and welcome back to another episode of Spiritual Gangster Certified. Um, the energy this week to me feels pretty good. I, I kind of like it. I like this approach that we're taking towards uh, Venus and Scorpio retrograde. Um, it's in the shadow period. There's been a lot popping off already. People are reporting all types of feelings and uh, reappearances from people and just all the stuff that I'm seeing on my timeline. Um, I'm embracing the energy. I know even though Venus is in detriment in Scorpio, <laughs> I still feel like it's a time to really figure out the depths that you're your soul needs as far as what it values what it looks for in relationships and you know during the retrograde coming it's partially going to retrograde into scorpio and then go back into libra where it will be in domicile again and examining relationships and partnerships and we're still in libra season so this week on the show i have a quick little astro talk or astral story time that I did concerning the retrograde, what you can um, learn from it, some things that I've learned myself um, during Libra season. And then we have the weekly forecast with Gemini Brown, another episode of his Nalo Kicking Knowledge. So check it out. Thank you guys so much for continuing to tune in to Spiritual Gangsta Certified. So, um, in light of it being Libra season, which is a time where we naturally want to examine partnerships, um, Libra being the sign that represents them opposite of Aries, which is the sign of self. So, you know, opposite signs, um, kind of do work and interplay with one another. But the particular thing that I find interesting about self versus other type, you know, energy on the Aries Libra axis is mainly because, you know, when I look at my own chart in the first house, which is naturally ruled by the sign of Aries for anybody looking at an astrological wheel, Aries represents the first house. Well, I have its opposite there, Libra, which tends to <laughs> make my chart interesting in that it places the opposite energy of a sign in a house. So I've got this partnership energy of Libra in the house of self for Aries. So I kind of wanted to talk about other Libra risings who kind of have similar experiences. I'm sure you'll be able to relate, but I wanted to do start something new called Astro Story Time, (laughs) where um, I kind of go over some things um, from an astrological perspective that have actually happened in my life and kind of show you guys how I've used astrology to... I don't want to say reconcile it, come to terms with things, I guess I should say. That sounds better. But um, just wanted to give you guys some background with 
being a liberalizing, first of all, you know, I am naturally inclined to be able to get along with just anyone. Um, and also the need to socialize is just there, whether I like it or not. Like, I feel like other energies in my chart sometimes have me, you know, kind of withdraw from people, but the Libra ascendant is kind of like, Hey, (laughs) um, so I am ruled by the planet Venus and with it being Libra season. Um, I mean, Venus was just in Libra not too long ago. And I remember when it hit my ascendant, you know, when it, when transiting Venus, uh, was conjunct my ascendant. I remember that was an amazing feeling. And then, you know, within Libra season, the sun was conjunct my ascendant. And I'm like, whoa, like, you know, these things get amplified during times that transiting planets are actually hitting them. But I really sat and had to think for a minute, wow, like this Libra Aries axis of self versus partners what has that meant personally to me and how can my experiences with it kind of help others that may be experiencing this? Because whether you're an, um, Aries, a Libra, a Pisces, it doesn't matter. I I guess what I wanted to say is collectively right now, Libra season has us all in our own ways examining our partnerships. And then Libra's ruling planet Venus is in Scorpio. And um, being as though Scorpio is the opposite of the sign of Taurus, another sign that Venus rules, uh, Venus is currently in detriment. So when planets are in detriment, their expression isn't really comfortable um, being expressed. I guess that's the easiest way that I could put it. And anyone familiar with the energy of Scorpio knows it is some deep, deep, deep (laughs) shit. (laughs) Uh, Scorpio energy is intense. There's really no other way to describe it. And, you know, the energy of Venus, which represents how we love, appreciate beauty, being in such a deep fixed sign, because it's definitely fixed. It's fixed. It's fixed water. So I would say maintains emotion. Um, is kind of psychological because it wants to see under the depth of emotion and figure out why things are going on. Um, So this energy permeating Libra season is interesting because we're already prone to, um, you know, basically looking at our partnerships and trying to see where they kind of weigh out. And this isn't just romantic partnerships, even though those are definitely highlighted. Libra um, would represent like, are one-on-one relationships with people. So those are platonic as well as romantic uh, relationships. But what I've realized is this time frame has been like, it's been intense, but I've loved it. So speaking from being a person who is a Libra ascendant and also has Venus, my natal Venus is in Taurus and it's in the seventh house. So it's at home even though it's technically not in Libra, but it's still in home because the seventh house rules um, relationships and such and is ruled by Venus. So relationships, one-to-one romantic relationships have been a humongous focus in my lifetime. Like, just huge, huge 
I, I can't even, it's, it's hard for me <laughs> to even think of, you know, being, I guess from like 14 years old on where being paired up with a person was not on my radar or not a major focus for me. Like it almost feels like a major portion of me understanding and becoming who I am happens through my relationship, my one-to-one relationship with others. And learning this about myself through the study of astrology has been very helpful. I, I mean, if you've got your chart, anybody who's just getting started and trying to understand this energy, I really want to tell you, you are in for, you are in for quite a journey and a good one at that. Learning the deeper energies that affect you and impact you, it's priceless. I mean, granted, I've kind of always had this underlying feeling that relationships were important to me, but being able to see it laid bare on a chart, um, actually being able to check the information therein and kind of see why it is. I just, (laughs) I can't even, I can't even huge, huge portion of my lifetime. But what I wanted to use for, um, an example, I guess, in the story time is because I have always had this like hyper awareness to the fact that, you know, I could even call it a bit of codependency or that I didn't feel complete, um, without a mate. It's, it's been a lot of growth for me to learn to exist on my own accord Um, and have time to be single because until 2014, even though technically I had been single since 2012, I kind of was like in an on and off situation with someone and still was like basically exclusively treating them like my boyfriend, even though they weren't. Um, but I didn't really get a chance to get into the dating world again until I was 34, and that was 2014. And it was weird because, first of all, I blogged about it. If anybody is bored and you want some funny stories about online dating, you can go to com, And I've got a series of posts up there about my experiences from a few years back. But it was weird for me because, okay... Obviously, before, if I've been in relationships back to back to back to back to back, people would go, then what was weird about you having to date? But I never had to date. I literally felt like I would get out of a relationship and then the next thing I know, I have a boyfriend again. I would get out of a relationship and then the next thing I know, I would have a boyfriend again. And that cycle would just completely just renew itself. Like, here I am again. So I never really have the opportunity until, you know, I was 34 years old where I was actually like, okay, I'm going to date just to see what it's like to date. There was no like real purpose other than that, just to see what was out there because it had been so important to me to be paired up for so long with people. (laughs) I mean, I, I, I really have no other way to explain it, but Ooh, I learned it's hard out here. It is difficult than a motherfucker out here. Um, I mean, 
the adventures that I had on like dating. First of all, getting to know people is is interesting when the connection starts online. Now, granted, the relationship that I had been in prior to dating online, I met that person through a phone app, like before we actually met in person. But it was different, like, because I wasn't openly looking for a situation to jump into. Things just kind of happened. We kind of met and we clicked. And that connection is something I just honestly don't know how to explain at all. But when I was, like, online, like, trying to, you know, get to know people, it just felt like there was so much bullshit. I, I just did not really have the patience for it at all it was it was it was just it was too much but anyway um my realizations about the importance of relationships I think this is always a focus for me being Libra ruled um well Venus ruled basically um I can't escape it and I've had to ask myself some really intense and deep questions nowadays and I thought maybe some of these questions that I'm asking myself would be helpful to some of you now I usually don't have that much of a problem detaching myself from connections that I've had matter of fact I would say that I am really okay letting things go like or just being like oh, okay that's it um I have my charts full of a lot of mutable energy I can just go with the flow and I feel like my cap moon my Capricorn moon will just be like all right cut I'll shut the emotional approach to anything off. And if I have to detach from a person, I can normally do that. But I had a situation and I wanted to speak about it because I kind of feel like there has to be someone else that has experienced this um, that I just haven't talked to yet. There's a few people that I know personally where I've told them about this experience or they've known about it and, you know, they get it. But... Being as though it's important for, you know, me to feel paired up, I think one of the biggest issues that I've had is dealing with a person who I felt like was like my ultimate match. And I kind of felt like that from the beginning. Now, we were very, very different people. This person is a Virgo with an Aries moon, um, whereas I am a Pisces with a Capricorn moon. They are a Pisces rising I am liberalizing. Um, but there's a lot of interaction in our charts that makes sense as to why the connection felt the way that it did. Now, for me, I will be the first to advocate to any ladies out here that it isn't very healthy to maintain connections where your boundaries are not clear. Like, it is perfectly okay for you to have and maintain boundaries and partnerships and relationships now a lot of the talk nowadays is about women you know having too many boundaries or too many demands or they're asking for things from a partner that they themselves cannot give that is not what I'm talking about at all if anything I kind of feel like what I am talking about is for people like me who have kind of like they get lost in their relationships like you you kind of dissolve into them I mean I've had that happen in even some of the most toxic of places I had a 10-year relationship that was highly toxic and I took on too much of my partner's shit 
so much so that it ruined my life like literally I'm writing a book about it I'm going to talk about it on the show eventually um it's just it's a lot so by the time I got into this other connection with this person that I'm saying this Virgo that I'm saying I have this like really strong connection to I definitely was not looking to pair up with anybody I kind of feel like there's some people that you meet you weren't looking for them they fell through (laughs) through the sky my bad fell from the sky and it's just kind of like hmm okay I wasn't expecting that but the intensity that I felt from the beginning I had never experienced before now I've been in a bunch of different relationships seen a lot of different shit but we were together for roughly three years before he broke up with me um I guess I was too emotional for the logical portion of this person however even after breaking up they kept cycling back to me now this is what I wanted to talk about ladies and some gentlemen too I don't want to make it seem like I'm only talking to the women here but I think they could relate a lot better So, um, I love like hard and I guess having Venus and Taurus, Taurus being a fixed earth sign, it's stubborn. It is stubborn. But the one thing that I never had to contend with before was, you know, having difficulty letting go of love. Now to me, now with a better understanding of what love actually is, love is not ownership. Love is... Actually, if it's done right, the person you love should feel free. But um, I didn't always have my spiritual leanings or know the things that I know or, you know, really adopt any of the grander and I would say higher vibrations of some of the love energies that are out there. I just kind of was like, oh, if you love somebody, they should be with you, period. Like, and if they keep telling you they don't want to be with you, But then they keep cycling back to you. What the fuck is that? So there was a lot of confusion. I was going through a lot in my own life. And I'm sure he was going through a lot in his. But I'm bringing this all up to say I had no boundaries. We are in the season of examining our partnerships with others. Ladies, gentlemen, please, for the love of God establish healthy boundaries and maintain them because I let a person for six years basically just feel like it was okay to cycle back and forth say all types of grand declarations of love type stuff to me romantic stuff and they had absolutely no intention of anything with me now I'm an all or nothing type of person I would say during this Libra season, and especially with Venus being in Scorpio and it about to go retrograde, you really got to examine how you want to be loved. How do you accept love? How do you give love? What is okay in the midst of all that? What can you accept and what can you not accept? And it took me a long time to set this boundary and to be able to stand confidently in this, but I'm all or nothing. Like... And what I mean when I say that isn't like, oh, I'm trying to bully somebody into being in a relationship with me. No, but I prefer to focus on one person at a time. And I prefer for a person to focus on me if they're dealing with me. 
So that would mean, like, I did the online dating. I'm dating multiple people at a time. I'm seeing this. I'm seeing that. I ain't like that shit. First of all, I take on energies very, very easily. I take exchanging energies sexually very, very seriously because it is an exchange. And the more people you're putting yourself in compromising situations with, the more different energies you're picking up. And I'm sorry, I... I call myself a manifester. I call myself a witch, even though that word scares people. But I am in control of my destiny. And I like to make sure my vessel is clear, that my energies are directed exactly where they should be. And when you take on the energies of other people, you know, they kind of kind of cloud your energy, your creation ability, what you're trying to put into motion. And I don't have time for that. So... But for years out of so-called quote unquote love for a person, having this intense connection to them. And if I was being very honest with myself, I desperately, I guess, just wanted them to be with me the way that I wanted to be with them. But I was accepting behavior that was not okay. I was not cool with this casual, well, you know, I'll see you when I see you thing. There'd be months on where everything would be fine. And then he would just ghost on me. And I felt like I was getting dumped all over again. But this was all my fault. I could sit here and it's not that he's blameless because it is kind of shitty to be a fuckboy and to show up and drop all these fucking heavy feelings on somebody and then disappear as quickly as you came. But I am always going to tell you ladies, you should take responsibility for your behavior and how you act in situations. And I did not do what I should have done. And what I should have done was set clear boundaries and stick to them, okay? So I showed him that it was okay to back and forth with me because I'd always, no matter what, no matter how much time passed, no matter how quickly I was dismissed, a week, a month, a year before, my arms were always open. Nope, can't do that anymore. Sorry, fuck you. Love you, but fuck you. The reason why for some people I feel it's so easy to set up so many rules while for others, you know, it's just like, oh no, I'm free flowing is obviously I'm going to, I'm going to say there are astrological reasons for that because, you know, that's what I spend most of my time studying. But, um, for me, this is an issue of taking back my power. I also have Pluto in the first house, Pluto rules Scorpio, wherever Pluto falls in your chart. It'll show where people are jealous of you. It'll show where you have the greatest potential for um, self-transformation. And I mean deep transformation, like rebirth, like, you know, Phoenix rising from the ashes type transformation. So I kind of feel like I, I have Pluto retrograde natally in Libra in the first house. And I feel like one of my lessons is to you know, claim back my power. I'm intense. Scorpio energy is intense. I have a, the ruling planet of Scorpio in the first house of self and that planet and that energy can sort of be very all or nothing. So I knew this about myself even prior to studying astrology. And and the way that I knew is, you know, when anything happens with you and it's making you feel uncomfortable, or it's making you feel bad, that means you're not in alignment with your true self. So even though I would be elated to see this person when they would cycle back into my life, at the core of it, I really did not like how things were going because at the drop of a hat, at any moment, they could just disappear again. 
and I'd just be sitting there like, what the hell happened? That's not really a loving gesture. You know what I mean? So eventually after a while, I had to tell the person on several different occasions what my boundaries were, you know, and those boundaries were a do not cycle back to me. If you're dating, seeing, dealing with other people, go out there and be free. I love you. Absolutely. I want you to be happy. I want you to have the type of life where you feel fulfilled. And if that means you got to be out there dating others and it has nothing to do with me, fine. That's love. Like that's unconditional. Like it doesn't matter whether or not the person is with you, but I made that clear. And also, you know, don't, don't be cycling back to me to, I don't have another way to put this other than to be crass, but just to get your dick wet. Because if you have no intentions on me past getting your dick wet, then we don't match energetically any fucking way. I don't have it in me at this point in my life being almost 40 years old. I don't have it in me to have temporary positions in my life. Now, granted, ladies, here's another thing that I want to say to you guys. As you're making connections and dating people and getting to know people, like, you know, every every interaction isn't supposed to be forever. I mean, you know, there are there are reasons, seasons, and lifetime people. And, you know, just really enjoy their presence while they're here. But there's a difference between someone popping in for a season, disappearing, and then popping up every third season and thinking that's okay. No, it's okay to say, nah, that's not what I'm going to do. Like, that's no. So I had to learn, and it took me, I told you guys, six years of the cycling back, cycling forth to just be like, nah, I can't do this anymore. And it was weird because it's almost as if the person made me be ridiculous for refusing to put up with their behavior. Like, okay, we just had an Aries moon. I didn't do my little piece on the natal Aries moon, but sometimes Aries moons can be emotionally impulsive. This person also has Venus retrograde in their chart and Neptune retrograde. They seem to fly by the seat of their pants emotionally and then regret it immediately afterwards. So sometimes I would feel like these grand declarations of love that this person is making, they would retreat upon after saying them and it would leave me feeling shitty. When really, if I had set my boundary and stuck to it, I would not have to, it it wouldn't matter. It, it, it really wouldn't matter that they were trying to cycle in and out. I just would deflect it. So I'm bringing all this up to say that this Libra season has given me the opportunity and with Venus and Scorpio to really examine why I put up with the behavior that I put up with that I'm saying was not okay with me. This energy is really, really potent now. And with it going retrograde in four days, <sighs> That means the energies are going to be pushed inward. So I'm sure some of the things that I've ruminated about already in regards to why I allow behavior that is obviously unacceptable to me is only going to be highlighted more, but I'm actually looking forward to it. I know we hear retrogrades coming and go run for the hills and are like, oh my God, like, but it's important to have an attitude about any astrological transit as, you know, well, at least I know what's going on, so I'll know how to handle it. You know, attitude is everything. Perception is everything. So if anybody else out there has had a difficult time establishing boundaries, 
being able to say, hey, this is okay for me, this isn't. Don't bend for anyone. I will never, ever, ever, ever allow that again. And as upset at that person as I got for their behavior, I was equally, if not more, upset with myself. Because I obviously showed them, hey, you can always run back over here with your bullshit. I'll always accept it. People treat you the way that you teach them to treat you. So in essence, you are responsible sometimes for the way that people are towards you. And you've got to own that responsibility. So in our one-on-one relationships and in the partnerships and different things that we have, a lot of times some of us will deal with uh, soulmates. And as I said in my talk with Coach K, or as we learned in my talk with Coach K, soulmates are simply holding up a mirror for you. They are bringing you to your attention and you don't just have one soulmate. That's this ridiculous notion that's been romanticized. Oh, it's the one and only person for me. Nah, not really. Um, I would say, and this is even a term that gets, um, it gets picked apart and debated upon in the spiritual circles, the twin flame phenomenon or twin soul. Um, you only have one of those, but soulmates, nah, you can have many. They don't have to be romantic either, but in your romantic partnerships, your soulmate's job is to hold up a mirror so you can see your behavior and what you're doing and then actually from there be able to move on, grow, and learn from it. And our soulmates are important because we've actually made agreements with them prior to this incarnation. So, you know, when I look at it that way, I become a lot less agitated by some of the things that I allowed because he was holding up a mirror you don't put up boundaries holding up a mirror you don't put up boundaries six years holding up a mirror you don't put up boundaries I wasn't looking at the reflection and also in addition to that I feel like and I say this all the time on the show I am a Pisces okay I am a Pisces sun and Mercury but (laughs) I have a Virgo dominant chart I have my son in the Virgo house of the sixth house so like have a lot of Virgo energy and you couldn't have convinced me prior to 2012 when I really started studying astrology that I had all this Virgo energy matter of fact I probably would have been insulted if you told me that then because this person that I'm talking about with their Virgo energy used to hold up a mirror I didn't know that's what they were doing but he used to hold up a mirror and I would be like why are you so critical like you're always you're always picking everything apart you can't recognize something unless it's familiar like think about that if you're walking down the street and you recognize somebody well shit you had to have seen them before right so we only recognize parts of us and others that we actually possess ourselves so I do have to actually give him a lot of credit for bringing my own nitpickiness um critical nature to my attention because goddamn does it exist <laughs> oh my god once i started learning charts and shit i'm like oh goddamn you're basically just an honorary virgo oh okay but 
had my soulmate, because I believe he obviously is one, had my soulmate not held up the mirror for me, I would not have noticed all of this. And not only that, the onus was on me to recognize what was being reflected back to me. So with all that said, everybody, it's extremely important to consider your perception in your thinking about your relationships and stuff, especially during this Libra season with Venus about to go retrograde in Scorpio. Matter of fact, Venus is going to be retrograde for 40 days, but it's going to also retrograde back into Libra. So this energy that we have of partnership is going to be focused on again after we go through the depths of Scorpio. So, um... I think that it's very important to be in a positive headspace. Yes, some negative things may come up for us to have to deal with, but your perception is definitely everything. When you're thinking about what people mean to you, when you're thinking about the impact that they've had on you, try to stay open. Don't just keep pointing the finger. Oh, they did this. They did this. They did this. Oh, they're a bad guy. And it's funny because when I set my boundaries with this person, they're like, oh, You keep trying to make me a bad guy. No, I'm not calling you a bad guy at all. I'm just saying you don't respect my boundaries. If I ask you not to cycle back to me while you're in relationships or dating people and you do anyway, you're not respecting my boundaries. So if you can calmly ask yourself when you're thinking about difficulties that you've had in your partnerships, what part did you play What part did you play in them going sour or not going so well? Instead of pointing the finger at the other person, there's so much to be gained there. There's so much that you can resolve when you can own your shit. And I own mine. You know, how does somebody who's boundaryless expect people to respect their boundaries? especially if you don't throw them up until the end. So that taught me that, you know, I needed to get to a space where I didn't just let people walk all over me. And that knowledge has been refreshing and it's allowed me to process the situation without playing the blame game. It's allowed me to process the situation with with real eyes, you know? And when I say real eyes, I mean not these glasses on these dark glasses that are going oh like you know look what this person did to me fuck that we both had um our parts in it but I can only own mine so because I'm going to own mine and I'm the only one um who can do anything about my behavior I'm going to focus on me so that's what I'm doing so you guys it's labor season as I said before Venus is in Scorpio shit's going to get intense but you can handle it you are not ill-equipped to deal with yourself you got to go inward this venus retrograde is going to be about going inward what are your what do you value what are your values what are your values in partnerships what do you bring to the table that you need matched what depth do you require in a relationship because Venus and Scorpio doesn't want the superficiality that you know Venus can sometimes lend to oh no 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 it needs depth so discover what your depth is look deep within and don't be afraid to hold yourself accountable for the things that you should be holding yourself accountable for 
every story has two sides. <clears throat> and typically, whenever any of us are telling ours, we tend to point the blame and force the blame onto the other party instead of wearing what we should when we should. So, thank you again, everybody, for listening. This was Ellie Vish with one of my little Astro stories. Um, I'm hoping to get more detailed in the future. I didn't pull any charts or anything for this just because I want to respect the other individual's privacy for the most part. But it really touched on me to say what I have learned and how I have grown during this Libra season and the things that have just kind of like descended upon me um, as far as my one-to-one relationships with other people. I will never give away my power in such a way again. Never. I don't have a problem with owning the fact that I didn't own my own power before. I can stand comfortably now and say I am standing in my power because I know what it feels like not to stand in my power. I know what the consequences are for that. So figure out what what your deal is. Figure out how you're dealing with the consequences and what you can do to remedy all of that so that by the time Venus retrograde is over in 40 days and you've had the time to kind of sit and wonder exactly where you stand with you, because if you don't know where you stand with you, Aries, you can't know where you stand with others, Libra. So take the time out to figure it all out. Be real with yourself. Be raw with yourself. Scorpio don't have no time for that fake shit. It wants to uncover real shit. Because after you've passed Scorpio energy, we go on into Sagittarius. Sagittarius is a truth teller and a truth seeker. And in order to speak the truth, you got to be willing to dig through the bullshit, the deep bullshit to get there. So I'm hoping all you guys can do this during this retrograde. And if you need help, guidance, whatever the case may be, hit me up for a reading at illadelphiajones at gmail.com. Or if you go on the spiritualgangstacertified.com website and click on readings, you can book a reading with me there. I hope the wonderful week that's ahead, yes, I'm claiming that it's going to be wonderful, is impacting you in a profound way. And I wish you a peaceful, positive, productive day. Illivish out. Gemini Brown here, back with another episode of Nalo Kicking Knowledge. Today, we'll be taking a look at this week's forecast and seeing what the universe has in store for us. So, let's get into it. Well, first and foremost, I want to know about everybody's week. Alright, we're fresh off that full moon. That was an intense full moon. And I know for me, the week was very... Not tense. It wasn't tense for me. It was very restless. You know, um, things were acknowledged at the full moon. But overall, I just felt like a sense of needing to ground. You know, needing to ground my energy. And so what I did was I personally went back within myself and, you know, thought about what grounds me. You know, and I'm... 
Mercurian dominant. So it's always gonna revolve around, you know, like um, my intellect, uh, introspection, and of course there's a spiritual component, right? So really combining, you know, things that I love with my spiritual life. And I was able to really um, find a sense of balance or ground the energy that just seemed to be very restless. So feel free to comment and let me know, you know, how your week went. Because I think it was a very, very, you know, just weird week as far as the energy goes. Some Many people could be feeling really intense, others really emotional, depressed, all types of stuff. All right. Now. One thing you'll know about spirituality, uh, or you should know about spirituality, is that for every down period, there's a get back. You know, it's like you 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 go down and then you ascend back. And that's very much so how I feel about this week. We are heading into the last quarter uh, phase of this cycle, and it's very much so about reflection and understanding. And just knowing that the full moon was a time of realization and release. So, you know, last week's full moon was like, yo, this is what's not working. This this is what has to go. And this week is about um, finding a a course of action um, going forward, a good one. All right. So after taking out what doesn't work, how can I realign myself? What can I put in now, you know, that is going to help me going forward? So we start off this week um, with sun in trine to the moon. The moon is in Gemini, okay? And Gemini moons are a wonderful time for communication. And Gemini's ruler, Mercury, is in the sign of Libra. And it's going to be very active this week. So on, on one hand... I think this is an excellent week for coming into understanding. If you weren't able to process how you were feeling or why you were feeling the way you were feeling uh, last week, this is the week to talk about it, you know, write some feelings out and gain an intellectual understanding of how you're feeling. So emotions are are very much so need to come into the focus this week. They need to be um, acknowledged, okay? So we're starting off the, you know, the week with that. And then Sun is continuing to be within this trine with Mars. Uh, and Mars is moving forward through uh, Aquarius. So this is really good, all right? And when Sun and Mars come together, it's, you know, it's the ego and the will, they're aligned, okay? So our energy is moving. Right, and with all this airy energy, it's going to pre- um, present an opportunity for us to have real realizations about what it is that we want, how to get that done, and overall, we have the the confidence to take action. All right. So, with it being Libra season, I think this is a wonderful week to get out and socialize, do something. All right, talk to people. You know, use this airy energy, okay? So, sun is in trying to Mars, all right? And then we'll have the moon going into the sign of cancer, okay? And one thing you should always be 
aware of is that this is creating a grand trine. Okay, now Jupiter itself has been really moving forward as well, but it's still, you know, creating a good harmony amongst these uh, planets. So, and, and then uh, Venus is also here. Okay, so that grand trine is, you know, still has an effect. So, this is good. This is going to help us really, you know, get closer with other people. You know, we're going to feel able to, you know, communicate the things that we need to and overall just um, have a, a place to put our feelings. So definitely want to get out there, connect uh, with others, you know, be there for, you know, people um, and just emotionally open up. Okay. Now, the real interesting thing that I see this week is that when this moon is in Cancer, it is going to be um, opposing Pluto which is going to bring us back towards some intense feelings, okay? And um, could, as always, Pluto creates these power struggles. So with it being Libra season, you know, relationship dynamics are going to be highlighted. So wherever all of this is occurring in your life, you'll want to match that up and see where that is uh, playing out, all right? So like I said in the beginning, I'm going to reiterate it. It is, this is a week for bringing emotions, okay, feelings of all kinds to the front and understanding them and ultimately finding balance with them. And that balance is going to, you know, come from playing towards the energy of the planets, okay? So if moon is in Gemini, communicative intimacy. Moon is in Cancer, real emotional intimacy. Get close, open up, Right? Um, so it's going to be opposing Pluto, right? Which really presents an opportunity to understand, transform, and, you know, move on. Then going back to Mercury, Mercury this week is active. Mercury is squaring that Pluto and also quinconuxing Neptune. And how I see this is, as always, perceptions may not be very accurate. With Mercury touching uh, Pluto and Neptune, we can be very, very suspicious, all right? So you want to really see if you're assessing the situation, you know, correctly. If this is a relationship and are you viewing it accurately, if this is yourself and how you feel. Is this really how you feel? Are you caught up in a moment right now or are you not expressing it? All right, so it's really that that's that's the tricky point right there. The imagination is going to be fruitful and it could run away with us, but we want to ground that energy, and that's just going to come from being in tune and upfront with what we're, what we're feeling. All right, at the same time, this this excessive imagination, like I said, allows us to really cultivate some ideas and some realizations. So. I just really suggest digging into what grounds you. How can I take my spirituality and use it in a practical way? How can I use it to balance myself? Is there a part of my spiritual nature, right, that I need to share with my partner or whoever that can possibly bring you closer, okay? But the mind is going to be very, very active. So just, you know, be aware of not running away too far with that, okay? 
Then the next interesting aspect I really see, and this will be here, you know, exact for a little while because they're both uh, slow moving planets. Um, Saturn quite connects to the North Node, okay, at a very, very close degree. And this always presents um, the opportunity to look at our work, our the work we're actually putting in versus what we really want, all right? So Leo is creative, creative energy. Leo is, you know, love, attention, romance, all these things. And sometimes, you know, Leo energy could uh, make us feel entitled to things. Shatter here forces us to look at the amount of effort we're putting into the things that we want, all right? So if this has to do with the realm of emotion and you wanting to, you know, connect more emotionally with another person or experience, you know, greater romance or whatever, you have to ask yourself, am I putting in what I'm expecting to receive back? Okay. How am, what, what is stopping me from manifesting, achieving the success that I desire? So this you know, this is something that's going to really, really be prevalent this week, okay? And I think all of this can be traced back to how we were feeling at the new moon, I mean, at the full moon, okay? But overall, a really good week for, you know, ascending back, coming back to the surface and feeling good and just understanding what it takes to feel better and do better going forward. At the end of the week, Venus will be uh, stationed in retrograde. I'm going to talk about that next week, but pay close attention because Venus isn't going to move any much further. So everything, everything that occurs this week and we going back are, we're going to go back over these things. 